Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm glad you're here. I hope that you will take these things to heart that I share with you each episode. Share them with your friends. Invite them to listen to them. Don't let anybody live in a way that is feeling like you're less than, you're degraded, you're demeaned, you're dismissed, you're put down. It's just not right and you don't have to live that way. You know that because you're listening to this broadcast. And remember, you can find many, many things for you from me at forrelationshiphelp.com and on my YouTube channel, also called For Relationship Help. And today's episode is brought to you by the Relationship Checklist. That's a checklist that I created so you can have a quick way to find out about the health of your current relationship with anyone. doesn't have to be your partner, could be a parent or a coworker or whatever. Just go to relationshipchecklist.com. So today I want to talk to you about four red flag questions that will show you why your hijackal partner needs to put you down, that they have a need to keep you small. So I really invite you to think about these things. Are they happening in your relationship? Do you live on the edge knowing that any minute you could suffer from a stinger or a snide comment or a cold shoulder from that person or your partner? Are disdain and disapproval always waiting in the wings? Are you generally on guard and waiting for the other shoe to drop? These are all signs, along with walking on eggshells, that you may be with a hijackal. That's my term for a relentlessly difficult, toxic person. So I want to give you these four very direct questions so that you can see if your relationship really is in hijackal territory. Number one, are you always wrong no matter how caring, factual, or accurate you really are? Number two, are you caught in an endless cycle of trying to please someone who makes it their mission never to be pleased? Number three, does your partner justify his or her behavior or your parent or your coworker, no matter how outrageous, thoughtless, and self-centered it is? And number four, Is your partner likely taking advantage of you while saying that you are weak, useless, and uninteresting, but they take advantage of you because you actually are reliable, responsible, and resilient? 
If you answered yes to any of those, you may well be in hijackal territory. And if you're listening to this broadcast, you have a big suspicion that you are, or you may very well know that you are. So it's not at all likely that you're incapable, inconsiderate, or incompetent, but you're treated as though that's your basic nature. When that is so, more frequently than not, you are with a hijackal or a person who has high hijackal tendencies much of the time. Now, you know, I define hijackals, my word for them, as people who hijack relationships for their own purposes while relentlessly scavenging them for power, status, and control. Hijackals are crazy-making, yet strangely appealing. They are masters of manipulation and exploitation, and they prey on people who will turn themselves into a pretzel to try to please them. A full-blown hijackal needs to feel in control and in charge, have power all the time. It's a need. She is hugely anxious when not feeling in control, or he will up the ante in a heartbeat to regain and maintain control. My client, I'll call him John, was well beaten down when he first came to see me. He was beaten down by his ex. Her name was Ellen. Again, not really her name. He was beaten down by her therapist, by her attorney, and by the courts. And unfortunately, this is not at all an uncommon situation because hijackals hoodwink too many professionals. They exploit them, they seduce them, and they manipulate them. And the courts mostly don't recognize hijackal hijinks for what they are. Always remember the court sees a snapshot when you're in court. They don't see the nasty video. So you have to get very good. Often with my clients, I end up working with their attorneys to help them combat what's going to come up in court for that very reason. Now back to John and Ellen. They had one son, a child she never wanted, but he adored. And a few months after that little boy was born, Ellen was just fed up with being tied down to a baby and staying at home. She was, she said, too young not to have fun. And even though she was in her mid-30s and had partied hardy most of her life, John ended up raising their son virtually alone, and Ellen partied, returning home drunk and sick and wasted. And John did everything he could to create a sense of family. But finally, they divorced. And Ellen continued. She was consistently acting out. She was a self-professed, yes, on record to CPS, to counselors, to the court, a self-professed substance and alcohol abuser, a fact she put in the record one day at court while she was trying to prove she was a fit mother. Go figure. That's how hijackals figure that they're smarter than everybody else. So what did she do? Well, she'd do anything in the moment to win. And sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot, like she did. But eventually, Aaron, Ellen remarried, and she turned her attention away from her ex and her son, and the new man was the focus. That's the way hijackals roll. So she continued her abusive partying ways once he was on the hook, and soon he was suffering from her sharp tongue and watching her irrational behavior and her complete disregard for him or for the relationship. He couldn't believe how he'd been sucked in, swallowed, and spit out again. So they divorced. 
Now, is this beginning to sound familiar? <laughs> so single again, with no winning in sight, Ellen once again went back to her supply. She turned her attention back to John and how she would destroy him and his very healthy relationship with her son. Now, remember for a hijackal that need to win prevails. So she went at it with a vengeance. She employed everything she could to tear him down, rip things apart, and upset everyone. And that's when the fight really began. In true hijackal form, Ellen, she did everything in her power and from her father's bottomless purse to make the court think that John was the one who was an unfit parent. She had her attorney file one ex parte motion after another. Now, just a note, when you divorce a hijackal and you have children, court can begin to seem like your unhappy second home. Ellen went so far to make allegations about John to Child Protective Services. All were found to be unfounded. But on the other hand, Ellen was reported to CPS several times, and many of the allegations were substantiated. A little minor detail in the mind of a hijackal in her irrational thought pattern. And the fight continued. To a hijackal, divorce falls into the category of not winning, and a hijackal absolutely finds that unacceptable. It doesn't matter to the hijackal if his or her behavior is or was extreme or unethical or immoral or just self-centered, self-absorbed, and selfish. He or she must win and must win in every moment. That's where the need for control lies. That's action central. That's also what keeps the courts overflowing. So hijackals are, are attracted to people they think they can manipulate, seduce, and exploit. They have radar for that. They can sense the insecurities even in the most outwardly powerful and successful people. That radar, they're, they're acutely attuned, attuned rather, to their fears, to their vulnerabilities and their weaknesses, and they tune into them, and then they... They lure you into their lairs with their chameleon-like abilities to be whomever you need and want them to be. And then they begin to dismantle your sense of self. So once raked and emotionally raped, if not physically raped, and ridiculed by a hijackal, you can be left constantly second-guessing yourself and certainly questioning your own sanity. So you're likely turned yourself into a pretzel for a long time trying to please a person whose mission is never to be pleased. Ellen is a hijackal. Absolutely. How can we tell clearly in this example? Five ways. She had to win and was willing to go to any lengths to do so, including damaging John's reputation with those repeated and false CPS allegations and taking him endlessly to court with accusations. She flip-flopped constantly between being sweet to John to get what she wanted and viciously turning on him when she didn't. And unable to win, she gave up sweet and went for the money and the well-being and the relationship with his son. And if she could have, she would have taken his lifeblood too. 
She blamed John for everything that made her unhappy. Nothing he ever did was good enough. Even her alcohol and drug use, it came up as his fault. After all, she said, he trapped her into being a mother and a girl has to have fun. Can you believe that? It actually happened in court. Another way, she doesn't know another way of being. Life just threatens her and she responds by lashing out, alienating herself from everyone who resists her control. She must be front and center and obeyed or she's determined to make his life a living hell. And lastly, she chose a man who would love her in spite of her outbursts, her irrational behaviors, her demands, and her threats. John was predisposed by his life experiences to cater to her needs and whims. He didn't want to believe that anybody could be heartless and cruel and punishing, so that's why he held out hope for the relationship long past its stale-by date. So strange as it sounds, hijackos don't sit up at night trying to think how to rake you over the coals and make you feel not good enough. No, they learned that early on that the world is a very unsafe place and they need to be both offensive and defensive if they're going to survive. That's a very difficult way to live and it deserves our compassion. However, it is absolutely imperative that you neither condone or enable their behavior. You'll need new insight skills and strategies to do this. We need to talk if this is making sense to you. Hijackals need and feed on control, power, and status. They're invested in keeping you down, keeping you controlled, keeping you powerless. It's what keeps them, they think, and it is what keeps them They feel they need to do it to stay alive. It's sad, but true. If you are or were in a relationship with a hijackal, you may well be left thinking and feeling that nothing you ever do is right. You feel you, you're neither good enough or enough at all. It's very disempowering and it's very untrue. Tempting as it may be, Leaving is not the first best step unless there's physical or sexual abuse. Learning is the best next step. If you don't learn, you'll attract the same relationship and repeat the experience. That's why I always tell my clients, do your own work first. And remember, you can work with me anytime you want. And your first consultation is one hour for only $97 at forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Because if you learn, if you become empowered, if you get strategies, if you get understanding, if you can see and recognize these things immediately, then you will be empowered when you leave. But if you just leave, you'll have to do all that work in a disempowered state on your own. So if all this is sounding too familiar and you're worn down and torn down, it's time for a new plan. Speak up consistently, quietly and unemotionally. Create and maintain your boundaries. There are several, several episodes on that in Save Your Sanity. Tell the truth. Reject all the blame they want to dump at your front door. 
and stick to your guns and get help immediately. And oh, by the way, if you happen to be dating somebody that you've learned now after you realize they fit this description, see those red flags. Stop, step away, turn and run. These are all things that you couldn't possibly know until you know them. So don't beat yourself up. Don't waste your energy that way. Get help. I can help you. Get help somewhere. I really invite you to work with me because I specialize in this and most people don't. But you need to know how to stop second guessing yourself and how to save your sanity. It's a job only you can do and you deserve to do it because you matter and you deserve to have a wonderful life, to feel loved and cherished and protected and to be known and appreciated and accepted for who you are. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm thrilled that you've been with me. Go to forrelationshiphelp.com and learn the many ways that you can work on this to make it so that you don't have to suffer at the hands of a hijackal a moment longer. Listen to other episodes. Find me on the Mental Health Radio Network News. Look at YouTube for Relationship Help. And we'll talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4RelationshipHelp.com, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4RelationshipHelp. Join me for next week's show.